Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. And thanks to the help we get from Nick Stoffel, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive. He'll give you some answers of what might be wrong with that car, truck, or van. And just before you take it into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, you might be armed with a little more information than you didn't have. Before you called in or texting. Morning, Nick. Good morning. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always a pleasure. Our listeners uh, appreciate your expertise, your vast knowledge that you share with your customers there at Lloyd's. I'd like to call it an educated guess. <laughs> okay. But no, this is yeah. what we do all day, so we're here to help people and, like you say, get them prepared for when they're going to their local dealership, the repair shop, mm-hmm. or if themselves. If they're going to try to take it on themselves, they can... Uh, uh, hopefully, have a little more information to you know make that a successful repair. We have, as you know, some callers who like to try to do things themselves. I love it. It's a it's a lost art in this yeah. world that we live in. You know, to be able to take the the chance to do a little research and you know get your hands a little bit dirty and learn something. Maybe teach your 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 child something in the process. And you know, why not? If it's a fairly simple task, I say try it. Yeah, why not? There's a lot of things you can find on Google. I do that all the time. It may not be correct all yeah. the time. Careful with Google. We, yeah. get, we get a lot of those phone calls. Right, <laughs> I just watched the video. It was only a three-minute video. I said, yeah, yeah. there was a lot yeah. of editing in that video. Yeah, they said it's a $5 part. Yeah. All right, uh, 651-989-9226. If you want to call and uh, ask your question via phone, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, uh, send a text, 81807, 81807. Uh, I did save some text messages from last week, uh, like I promised our listeners we could pick up on those if uh, if it's all right with you. Absolutely. All right, let's see. All right, where's the first one here? Uh, morning, guys. It says 2006 Ford uh, 250, four-wheel drive, hand-locking hubs on front wheels, not moving. Four-wheel drive, not working. Two-wheel drive, just fine. Thoughts on a fix? Thanks for your show. Well, obviously, if those we need to make sure those hubs are actually engaging when we turn them and lock them in. You know, if they're hand locking and they're either he said they're not moving, so maybe they're locked up because they haven't used them in such a long maybe, time. Yeah. Maybe they need to be cleaned up and lubricated. But if they are rotating, pivoting, there's something else in that drive line that's not engaging. Maybe there's something within the transfer case when he's going to put it in four wheel. A uh, couple thoughts. You know, maybe try four wheel low, two wheel high, neutral. Kind of work your way through the transfer case there to see if you can get any kind of change or any noticeable feeling or change or any noise. Um, if you're not getting anything right at that point, maybe that's where the problem lies and somebody just start at that point. Otherwise, something with those uh, locking hubs are not uh, not engaging. And keep in mind that locking hub is at the wheel where it goes through all the elements year-round. So that might need a little service. Now, n- not all cars can make adjustments like that. I know on my wife's uh, truck, the SUV, you can you can change it, but... This people that are all-wheel drive, is everything is automatic. Everything's automatic, and things are sealed up. And uh, honestly, I think that that all-wheel drive is, you know, maybe not perfect. You know, it's not a, it's not meant for uh, 
heavy loads, yeah. work truck type stuff. But for uh, for the ninety nine percent of us that are just driving around, it's a really nice feature. It keeps us going straight and on the road. But if you do have the ability, I think Dan has mentioned this too. If you've never moved it to four high, four low, maybe you should do that a little bit, <laughs> loosening it up. It's good to exercise all exercise. features yeah, within word. the vehicle. Everything needs a little movement from time to time. We know it's like if we lay around too long and try to get up, we need to stretch. Well, your car would appreciate a little stretching too. Absolutely. Good analogy. All right, let's see. There's another one uh, from last week. 2014 Ford Escape 1.6 engine. The owner's manual talks about the battery monitoring system. The Chilton's website says when you put in a new battery, you need to reset the system with a scan tool. Well, if you do not, the system still thinks it has the old battery. What does the battery battery monitoring system do, and can you reset without a scan tool? You you probably do need a scan tool. More and more vehicles, you know, as time evolves and cars evolve, they've learned that as a battery ages, it doesn't replenish, doesn't recharge the same. You know, there's just a lot more going on. So when we replace the battery, we need to let the car, let the computer system to know that it's a fresh battery, it's going to want to know, in some cases, uh, the, the uh, capacity, the cranking amps, you know, some different things within that battery. So it can program that or adjust that charging system to keep that battery uh, lasting longer, quite honestly. I think it does help. I think it helps the cars that we see that have had those systems. Those batteries tend to last a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. it's a feature comes in the car. I would definitely, you know, you can drive without resetting it. You know, there might be a warning telling you you need to do that. It's going to keep working, but you're not going to get the optimal life out of that battery. Okay, very good. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're around every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour. Now, uh, Nick is going to be here till uh, just about 7.45. So if you do have any, any kind of a car care question, don't wait. Uh, call it in right away or send a text before we uh, run out of time. 651-989-9226. Again, the text number is 81807. Before we take a, a quick break, let's do another text from... Uh, from last week, and then we'll carry forward. I have a, a 2000 Ford F-150 4x4. I store it during the winter. It had new tires put on it in 2005 at 65,000 miles. Are those tires still good 14 years later? Now it has 93,000 miles. The correct answer is probably no. Uh, the the rubber will dry out, or called dry rot. Everybody remembers dry rot. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, years ago. I think the quality of the tires they make now are better, but um, it's been sitting. There's probably a couple, maybe we call them dead spots or flat spots. Um, take it and have somebody look at it. You know, if you came in and I would, you know, I'm not going to talk into tires if they look good and clean and soft and pliable. But if there's some deep cracking, which I suspect there probably is at that age. You should replace those before you have a have a problem. They, it gets the tires get kind of brittle. They do. Okay, the rubber yeah. gets real hard, and they just yeah. like kind of like you, so they separate. All right. Hang on, Nick. Nick's in for Dan this morning. If you uh, have a question, call it in or text it in. Again, Nick's going to be here till just about seven forty-five. So don't wait. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly where. We are in the uh, capital city of St. Paul at 982 Grand Avenue, which is on the corner of Grand and Chatsworth. Uh, if you ever need to get a hold of us by phone, we're at 651-228-1316. And if you're in front of your, your computer or tablet or your phone, it's lloydsautomotive.net. L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. Abs- and there at one time was a Lloyd. There one time was, yeah. Dan's the third owner. He's the third owner. All right. Very good. 
Because, you know, you get asked that all the time. We get asked that all the time here on the show, at least from time to time. So I thought I'd cut to the chase. Well, and it's there's also two Nicks there. So oftentimes That's if I'm right. dealing with a vendor, I say, hey, Lloyd here, and then we separate ourselves. <laughs> we look nothing alike, but, you know, we have the same name. All right. We'll uh, get that phone number before you leave us uh, today, too. 651-989-9226 is our number if you want to call in your car care question or uh, send uh, Nick a text. Eight one eight zero seven. Let's go to the phone. Steve is calling from Ham Lake. Steve, you're on with Nick. Uh, thanks, Nick. I've got an 07 Trailblazer with about 120,000 on it. Um, a couple times since this winter and then again yesterday on a cold startup, uh, there's a loud whine that comes out of the engine, and it lasts for about 10 to 15 seconds. Um, it's not related to the RPM, and I have no particular performance issues. Uh, and I don't know about the engine code, if if that would be thrown. But I'm guessing it's the alternator, but I'm wondering if there's something else that might be going wrong. I'll hang up. I, I'm with you. You know, it's uh, oftentimes when we have a noise at startup, and it lasts for a few moments, it's something that would be um, warming up. You know, it's a bearing. You, you mentioned alternator, power steering pump. Uh, you know, probably not the water pump, but possibility too. So I think maybe the next step is, and of course it sounds like it's only happened a few times, is, you know, if it becomes a little more regular, maybe get a second person out there with you, open the hood when you go to start it the first time, and have somebody try to put an ear to it while that, that noise is happening. Hopefully you can pinpoint at least what part of the engine compartment it's coming from. Therefore, you know, when you get to the point where you're ready to take it in or have someone take a look at it, you can say, hey, I had the hood open, I heard the noise, it was coming from this general area, and then maybe they can say, oh, yes, it's an idler pulley, it's a water pump, it's a power steering pump alternator, something rotating. I think once that rotating piece becomes a little more lubricated, it quiets up and the noise goes away. So I don't think you're in any immediate danger, but as that noise becomes more frequent, more often, you probably need to have someone look at it. Okay. Very good. Uh, I'll tell you what, Roger from Minneapolis, I believe, is on the line. Let's uh, bring him on the, the show. Uh, Roger, you are on CCO. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a 1998 Nissan Maxima with about 220,000 miles. I absolutely love it. It's in absolutely mint condition. The question I have is, for a car that's going to be 22 years old, will I always be able to get parts for it? Y- yes. I mean, you know, with the... Um with the internet, you can find anything, right? Um, you know, p- parts become more difficult. You know, certain manufacturers have gone away. Um, you know, the, the GM stuff is interchangeable, so that seems to be fine. But some of the other import stuff, as the cars go away or they age, parts become a little more difficult to find. But there's always, when there's an opportunity, somebody's always going to jump on that. So I wouldn't be worried about, in any near future, having issues finding parts with that vehicle. You know, with vehicle, they probably use a lot of the same parts for a few years before and a few years after in a lot of cases. So I don't think you have any need to worry. and You don't need to stockpile your own uh, parts department or anything like that. <laughs> That's good news. All right, let's uh, grab another text. Uh, here's, again, one from last. We, we have a bunch here from today we'll get to as well. And I know you guys can't talk about a certain brand of a manufacturer. Uh, you know, is it good? Is it bad? Is it this? But this person is planning on purchasing a three-year-old vehicle. Uh, any problems should I be aware of with that particular brand? But I would suggest, and you probably would too, bring it to a place like Lloyd's before you buy it and get it checked over. Anytime you're buying a, a used vehicle, you need to have uh, somebody, you know, Maybe more than just kick the tires, you know, get it up in the air. You know, I feel that most vehicles have been maintained are probably fine. But you always ask yourself the question, why did somebody sell it? 
So was there an underlying issue or was the lease up or were they ready for a new car? You don't know those answers. So to have someone else lift it up, give it the once over, give you a little more information. If it's due for some maintenance or tires or brakes or uh, spark plugs or or something, you want to have that information because the last thing anyone wants is to save up a nice little nest egg, put that down on a newer vehicle, and then here a short time later need to do an expensive repair. Yeah. You'd like to avoid that. So get that information collected so you can use it as a bargaining tool, maybe on the price or maybe even have the selling dealer or whomever do those repairs before you buy it. All right, Nick, hang on. Have a little more CCO coffee. We'll take a quick break here. Nick's going to be here for about another 14, 15 minutes or so. So call in your question or uh, send a text to 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Uh, Nick is with us, filling in for Dan today, helping you out by phone and by text from Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, tell you what, let's. Uh, we've got textures. I don't want to forget about uh, the textures at all. Good morning, it says here, Nick. Wondering if you have any thoughts on my 3.6 V6 SUV engine has started to make a baseball card bicycle pokes <laughs> ticking that increases with RPM. Uh, it doesn't say what... Uh, type of a vehicle. If it's a GM product, you should probably have somebody look at that. There might be an issue with the timing chains. Mm. Uh, might be due for service. You know, that's another thing too is, and this is uh, hard to say, but also it's the truth. So sometimes the truth is hard to share. We're not good at changing our oil Oh yes. as a whole. And cars are a lot more sensitive to that than ever because the tolerances, the, the requirements, the demand that we ask of the oil, the oil breaks down. Uh, it starts to create carbon and sludge and all these other byproducts. And as a whole, we're not very good at keeping on top of that. I can't tell you how many cars that have come in that are low on oil. Mm. And, um, you know, it's it's hard because cars are expensive. Engine repairs are very expensive. Um, it's hard to make the time, but we just have to find a way to just make the time. It's You know, it's a, if you're a, a customer of ours and we get, you know, set you up on a, uh, like an hour appointment, you know, we take a few of those a day. And you know, you go do go have lunch, go do your, go have coffee break, whatever it is. But your car really needs that extra love. We, uh, I assume, we don't check our oil as often as we should, and that's Period. become Just more checking, more, more, changing, more difficult. Checking, you know, often you open the hood, try to find the dipstick on some of these some vehicles. Some cases there is, if there is even a dipstick. <laughs> so it's really important you put yourself on a regular schedule, a routine. If it's seasonal, whatever it may be, but you need to develop that so you don't. Uh, have these situations where your engine's making noise, which could be a very costly repair. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Rich is calling in from uh, Lakeville. Rich, you're on with Nick. Good morning, Nick. A uh, uh, question, I've got 2004 Honda Civic, and when I bought it, it had about 85,000 miles on it and uh, about 100,000-mile mark. I put new tires on it. Well, anyways, about 105,000, 110,000, the uh, power steering belt started squealing pretty heavy, so... I brought in my mechanic. He said, ah, it's kind of loose, tightened it up, worked great for about 100 miles, started screeching again. So we went back. We made a decision, serpentine belt, new power steering belt. And we just put that on, and again, after about 100, 150 miles, it's back to screeching again. Uh, just to throw in this out, could they have possibly, when we put the tires on, maybe put a, the wrong set on, or, you know, maybe too wide a set or something of that nature to keep it, you know, starting to squeal like this? Well, I don't think there'd be a direct connection between the tires and the power steering belt, especially if it's becoming loose. Uh, two things. First thing, if you open the driver's door, there's a placard there that's going to tell you what size your tire should be. Mm-hmm. So look at that, read that, look at your tire. If the sizes are the same, you're fine. 
Uh, but if the belt keeps loosening up, that tensioning piece or there's a pivot piece, something that's somehow damaged or wore out that's incapable of keeping that belt tight. You know, I'm sure, you know, they're putting the belt on, they're making the adjustments, tightening it, but something there is uh, loosening up. So someone's going to have to go to all those little bolts, those pivot points, everything that's routed on that belt to see where the problem lies because something's, uh, something's not staying tight for you. Okay. Here's a text, uh, Nick, 2005 Trailblazer. A hum when accelerating at highway speed gets louder as acceleration continues, does not occur at low speeds. Any ideas, and is it safe? If it's a wheel bearing, not for long. Um, wheel bearings are the type of thing that increase with vehicle speed. Uh, there's a wheel bearing at each wheel. Uh, we've replaced a tremendous number of wheel bearings this spring due to the fact that the roads have been rough. Uh, so you definitely need to take that in as that becomes... The noise gets louder and increases. There's more heat, which is friction, which can make things wear out and become loose. So I would absolutely take that in and have someone look at that uh, as soon as you can. There's a text that says, in 2016 Malibu, trunk would not open. A fuse had blown. Anything I can do so a fuse wouldn't burn out. Figure out why that happened. Yeah. So, you know, the, a fuse, the purpose of a fuse, just like a circuit breaker in your house, is designed to protect the circuitry, you know, the wiring. We don't want to melt wires. And we don't want to have any kind of fire. So if a fuse has blown, that means that that circuit resistance or the, the current increased because of resistance. So if it's a 10-amp fuse, that means you had more than 10 amps running through that. If it's something with the trunk, my guess would be maybe there's some wires in that pivot. After years of opening and closing, those wires become brittle. Maybe a couple have broken, and now they're touching each other, which will make that happen. So have someone look at that, put the new fuse in, maybe open up that wiring harness and take a peek. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here's a tech, another one. Uh, yeah, we have time. Uh, it says, hello, I have a 2013 Corolla. Wondering how often I need to change my oil. The dealership changes my oil. They put in 020. My light comes on at 5,000 miles. Should I change it at 10,000? You know, everyone has their opinion. Um, our opinion is on the vehicles that use synthetic oil every 5,000 miles, there's a lot of reasons. Our climate, the changes in temperature, um, the longevity of the vehicle. I think over the course of the life of a vehicle, if you had a couple extra oil changes, it wouldn't hurt. So I think 5,000 is a good number. A lot of people are driving, you know, 20,000 miles a year now, so you get it seasonally. Um, even if you don't drive very much, I think you should have it done twice a year simply because of the condensation, the, the oil absorbs all that moisture. You don't want to have all that, create any kind of sludge in your motor. So oil changes are relatively cheap considering the investment of a vehicle. You need to do them. Uh, what about uh, looking at the owner's manual? The, yeah, the owner's manual is always a great reference, and it's, uh, it's a guideline. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, oftentimes people will come in and say, hey, it has not told me I needed my oil change yet, but it's low on oil. Well, you need to adjust then. You know, I mean, that's just a guideline. That doesn't mean it's set in stone where you just keep doing this, ex expecting something different to happen. So, you know, as cars get older, you might find you might have to do it a little more often because it's starting to use a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, th everything changes with age. Boy, does it ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a 2010 Edge. Quick swerve to the left has low howl. Quick swerve to the right sounds like hitting rumble strips, but soft sound. Could it be tires or more serious? Like I said just a yeah. couple of texts before, if you have a – sounds like a helicopter's chasing you or a humming <laughs> noise or anything where a noise varies going left to the right, uh, the highway speeds, you know, the faster the speed, the more you hear it, you have a wheel bearing that's gone bad. You need to have somebody look at that. You don't want that to uh, get loose and create a bigger problem for yourself. So 
Uh, it's a very common, I can't even tell you how many we replaced the spring already, but it seems like almost every day someone comes in with that similar type noise. We assess the vehicle and learn that one of the wheel bearings has become worn or damaged. That common just this week you've seen that? It seems like every day almost. Wow. Another text says this, uh, recall work on a 2013 Subaru Impreza. Engine valve spring replacement. Got a call at work that both cam something. Sorry, I can't remember the word, texter says. Uh, leaking. Uh, leaked. Yeah, that's the cam, uh, the uh, the solenoid or the, the uh, valve timing solenoid. They, they all leak on those particular vehicles, so they should have those replaced. You don't want to leak. Uh, they're kind of like an oil pressure switch from way back when where it's a little diaphragm that's kind of monitoring what's going on. And if that diaphragm tears, you leak a lot of oil. So those is are that te- common? The texter wants to know pretty that well, is, for that. That, for that, that is that common, brand. yes. Okay. Most of those vehicles have that issue. All right. Nick, we have to run. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Uh, if you ever want to give us a call, 651-228-1316. If you're in the city of St. Paul, we're at 982 Grand Avenue. And if you're online, it's lloydsautomotive.net. Very good. Good to see you, Nick. Thank we'll you, see you there at Lloyd's. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 